TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And feel free to get online this morning, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I know you're probably all on the way to get your milk and bread. Believe it or not, after this, I'm doing the same thing. I have to get my milk and bread and some chili stuff. Uh, that's just because my wife gave me a honeydew list. But uh, if you're in the car, you want to feel free to get online, and we'll help you out with your computer problems. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll do our best to do it for you. So what do you got for news there, Bob? Anything interesting you, you found today, this the past week? Yeah, if you ever have any problem like communicating with the internet or your computers or what have you, yeah, yeah. you might want to reboot your router. That happens, sure. Well, the NASA's Hubble Space Telescope, telescope is back in action. After a hardware problem. Oh, boy. On January 8th, the Wide Field Camera 3 on NASA's Journeyman Hubble uh, Telescope Hubble went out of action. A mm. hardware problem had caused the instrument to suspend operations. Oh, boy. The latest update from NASA is all good news, though. Hubby's, Hubby's <laughs> Wide Field Camera 3 resumed science observations, snapping photos of the distant universe nice. just after midday, midday on January 17th. All right. So they rebooted it? Yeah, it says, investigating the error from January 8th, uh, NASA concluded that voltage levels had jumped outside of their safe values, causing the suspension of operations. Mm -hmm. So they built circuits in there so that it doesn't fry, you know, if they get too much sun on those solar cells. Oh, sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. So further evaluations noted that levels, voltage levels were okay, but uh, telemetry circuits, Mm -hmm. which helped NASA collect data from the telescope, were not accurate. Gotcha. A router-like reset had those telemetry circuits brought back into operation. Nice. So, yeah. Reboot your routers, guys. (laughs) When in doubt, reboot. I mean, Sometimes, you know, they go up and down and, you know, you can't. It's like flaky and you can't really figure it out. Just reboot stuff. The only issue, though, with rebooting something on the Hubble is it's a little bit of a distance if you have to go physically there and (laughs) deal with it. (laughs) The service call might take a little time. Yeah. I don't think we're going to meet the four-hour deadline. No, no. <laughs> uh, in other news, this is something I found. I love uh, the Register. It's out in UK. The, the, they've got an article. Here's their headline. Lawyer secure email network goes down. Firm says it'll take two weeks to restore. So this is a cloud-based uh, uh, encryption service for uh, over 75,000 attorneys that have chosen this service. And they're going to wait, have to wait two weeks for this cloudy system to get back online. And I, I know the cloud promised you to never go out, but when it goes out, man, it goes down. So, 
<laughs> Depending on their service level agreement, the SLA. Yeah. Okay. They might give you a few bucks for your missing your two weeks. That's the problem. The SLA is going to say, "Well, we only have to, rest- you know, make you whole to the days you couldn't use the service, even though you couldn't get your work done." Can you say seventy five thousand lawsuits? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'll put a link up here for you. Uh, Egress <clears throat> Technologies, which is a uh, uh, U.S. based uh, cloud provider, uh, is, serv- is servicing and offering the CJSM system. Um, and you wouldn't believe just just the, the the Twitter traffic talking about the fact that the only way to get this back up and running, this big mess they've got, is to literally wipe everybody's email, all their mailboxes, for up to two weeks, and then restore it. And that's going to take about two weeks to do that on all their user system. That's a big mess, man. Yeah, I don't know what happened over here. They haven't told anybody why it went down or what caused the issue, but to have to blow away two weeks' worth of email. So if you're an attorney, you're not happy. Well, you know, here's the other thing. Whatever happened to, like, redundancy? Well, that's what the cloud's supposed to be. What? Right? Isn't that they promise you? Both? Well, they get you redundant connections, but you sure as heck should have, like, redundant servers. Oh, really? And, you know, They like, should promise that? Like, Microsoft 365 to, went down, and, and the whole data center went down because of a cooling problem in one data center, and it wasn't redundant, and they were down. It's <laughs> supposed to have redundant data centers. Well, that's what they and- promise. Yeah, well, they didn't deliver. They're not living up to their SLA. Let's sue them. Yeah, well, (laughs) this is the sue me state. They do have unlimited (laughs) legal resources in this case. So we'll put a link up here for you guys to read this. But the moral of the story is I know they tell you about the cloud, right? But with the cloud, you're renting somebody else's systems that are out of your control. And uh, when it goes down, it goes down pretty hard. And this is a real big one Um, 75,000 email. Lawyers can't send to receive email. Yikes. So I wonder if all the judges will give them a, uh, what do they call it when they... A reprieve or a delay or a, yeah. whatever they call it. Postponement uh, of their cases, so to speak. Who knows? <laughs> but I'll put a link up there for you guys. Take a look at that. What else you got, Bob? Anything else you want to bring up? Yeah. <clears throat> Canadian ban on Huawei's 5G tech will trigger repercussions, says China. Uh, so they're following our ban on Huawei. Well, the tension between Canada and China continues to mount over Huawei. Mm-hmm. China, I just love saying that word. <laughs> China on Thursday warned there would be repercussions if the Canadian government banned Huawei uh-huh. from supplying technology for the com- country's 5G network, according to Reuters. Yep, we'll see <laughs> if it happens. If the Canadian government does not does ban Huawei from participating in the 5G network, mm-hmm. then as for what kind of repercussion there will be, I'm not sure, but I believe there will be repercussions. Chinese ambassador. Lu Shei. I wonder what China imports from Canada. <laughs> I mean, what do they import from Canada? I'm sure they import something. Well, I'm sure but... all the technology comes from Canada because that's where all of it comes for us and all their low-priced tools. I mean, just go to Harbor Freight or Walmart. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't think of it that way. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Anyway. So we'll see what China does to uh, affect. And their quality is very good, by the way, and for the price, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, Add a news conference, a little plug for Canada. A business I have nothing to do with. <laughs> anyway, he added that uh, Ottawa should make a wise decision on oh. this. If you know it's good for you, make it. You know. This is what you got. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see what happens, China. I mean, America's already been in the Huawei technology. Um, uh, Canada, I'm sure others will as well. Make sure you choose wisely. Yeah, right. <laughs> Remember the uh, Indiana Jones movie? Oh, he yeah. didn't choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. But uh, we've also seen recent um, bans on Kaspersky. Now, we've talked about that Kaspersky ban from the uh, U.S. government. Kaspersky is an antivirus program 
run by a Russian company that supposedly has connections to the Russian intelligence no. service. <laughs> Ooh, who would have guessed? And uh, really, we, we've talked about it for years. Like, guys, you probably don't want your security technology from the Czech Republic or Russia or the third world of any kind. And uh, for some reason, people, hey, it's 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 it works. It's great. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> so one of my one of our uh, clients who happens to manufacture. Uh, for the U.S. government, parts for the U.S. government, sent me a notice. Hey, Eric, what's this from the U.S.? They're, they're telling me I can't use Kaspersky. <laughs> I'm like, it's about time they finally sent something out in a communication. It actually came, I think, from Pratt. And uh, yeah, guys, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be using Russian antivirus software on your on your system. No, they wouldn't implant spyware uh, in their antivirus. Well, the antivirus has to do what, Bob, to actually detect if you have a virus? Phone home and download signatures. And, da- and actually what? It'll read your, your files. Right? Well, yeah, it has to look at your files. It's, it's got to send up information so it knows what kind of files that you know, you're know you accessing right. to find out if it's malicious. Exactly. So obviously you shouldn't use it. So I found it interesting that just yesterday somebody finally got a communication <clears throat> from the government, a government um, contractor that's going to, you know, a prime contractor that'll put you down to the sub saying, hey guys, you really shouldn't use Kaspersky. <laughs> yeah. You know the word. Oh, well, now we got to pay for it. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, there's obviously there's a uh, plenty of uh, U.S. based or uh, Western based antivirus you should probably consider versus a Russian antivirus. It's software. reasonably priced, I think. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we charge two bucks a seat. I mean, come on. Yeah. For for what we recommend. So what do you got else? Anything else, Bob? Yeah, uh, Facebook. could face record fine from U.S. regulators, a report says. Mm -hmm. The fine hasn't been finalized, but is expected to be larger than the record-setting $22.5 million the Federal Trade Commission imposed on Google in 2012, according to the Washington Post. Facebook could be slapped with a record-setting fine for allegedly violating a legal agreement it had with the U.S. government Mm. to keep its users' data private, according to a Friday report by the Washington Post. Interesting. Officials from the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, a privacy and security watchdog, Mm -hmm. have discussed imposing a record fine against Facebook, but that decision hasn't been finalized, according to the Post, Mm. probably because of the government shutdown. The panda cam's not up, and they can't do this either. Okay. Which three people familiar with the matter. The FTC started investigating Facebook last year after revelations surfaced yeah. that Cambridge Analytica, a U.K. political consultancy, right. accessed data from up to 87 million Facebook users without their permission. Mm, without when Facebook's it, permission and without the user's permission. Without the user's permission. Right. The FTC's invest- Facebook made it possible. <laughs> right. The FTC's uh, investigation is still ongoing, but the penalty against Facebook is expected to be larger than the record-setting $22.5 million the FTC imposed on Google in 2012, according to the Post. Mm-hmm. Facebook has already faced hefty fines in other countries, including mm-hmm. Italy, over allegations of data misuse. Mm-hmm. The social media company gets fined by the FTC. It would be the first punishment against Facebook in the U.S. Okay, that's about time. Although the I heard someone coin a new phrase that I found pretty interesting. Uh, I mean, Facebook is basically surveillance capitalism. Um, they take your information because it's free. You know, you're on their service for free, and then they are surveilling you, and then they're selling your information to all sorts of folks. Um, and uh, anything that we've talked about for this for years, if, if it's free, you're the commodity. But I like the term surveillance capitalism. So smartwatches, phones, free apps like this, they're surveilling you and selling your information, right? That's how they make their money. It's not free because they're just lovely, kind people, hmm. right? They're, they're making gobs of money. 
Um, there's an article here. Three quarters of U.S. Facebook users unaware their online behavior gets tracked. Three quarters of you don't understand this? That I cannot believe. But after surveying 963 U.S. adults last year between September 4th and October 1st, Pew Research found that 74% of Facebook users said they were unaware the social ad biz tracks their traits and interests. Um, I, I just can't um, imagine you don't know this. Pew Survey says 88% of Facebook users found data about themselves in their ad preferences page. Of these individuals, 59% said the data reflected actual interests, while 27% said they, the data either partially or fully misrepresented them. Uh-oh, they got you wrong, huh? The disconnect between Facebook categorizations and people and the way they see themselves is also evident in the, in the context of the political designations um, radical uh, and I'm sorry and racial ethnic uh, affinities, so they actually are pigeonholing you in all sorts of ways and categories based on your Facebook usage. And somehow you guys didn't know this. Uh, we'll put a link here. You can read the article. It's very interesting. Um, but guys, if it's free, you're the commodity. It's that's that simple. And if you understand that and you accept it, fine. But if you still don't understand that, which 75 percent of you don't seem to. Um, Come on, guys. Wake up. Wake up, people. We're going to step out for a quick break into your calls. We have three lines wide open on this Saturday morning before the storm. I know you're out getting milk and bread, but we're here to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. We have three lines open for you on this Saturday morning. I know you're all prepping, <laughs> storm prepping, <laughs> but uh, feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Everything we've talked about is posted live over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the old-fashioned computer uh, website. Uh, and if you go uh, and type in the name of the show, that also works. And if you follow us on Facebook, <laughs> we've had a couple of Facebook news posts here and maybe mark zuckerberg won't deem that worthy but if he does it might get into your news feed just maybe and uh, you can read the the stories there and of course if you follow us on twitter at, at uh, good old twitter at tab computer sys uh, everything is tweeted to you as well so let's get right to your calls we're going to go to fred in southington hey fred what's up uh good morning um I, we got a call from verizon on uh on thursday i guess it was and uh it, we weren't sure if it was from them or not, and right. then we hung up, and then we went through the website and actually called them. And apparently what they had said was our cell phone number had been cloned. Uh-oh. Um, and they saw some transactions taking place in some other country or something like that. And I guess they stopped it, but they had said that because we have a 3G phone, no laugh? Mm, well, no, of course not. <laughs> because I can't. I can't. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> I'm not going to judge. Uh, because we have a 3G phone, we yeah. really should uh, upgrade to a 4G to prevent this from happening again. And I'm just wondering if that is legitimate or do we no. really need to upgrade? I mean, we're happy with a flip phone. We don't use it that much. We don't even text or anything. So so the, so the fact that it was cloned and they talked about transactions, what do you mean? Do, do you use your phone we to – We do not use the phone for anything. Uh, there are no apps on it or anything. They had said that there was some kind of app on it where somebody was doing some kind of hmm. – uh, there were a couple of things that were bought. For like five thousand dollars or something like that. From who though? 
Uh, and was it in your not, name? They didn't say. When then you say they, you called Verizon. Verizon. About this? this was Verizon, and we went through because went through a number of different levels with Verizon where they were transferring me around, and and so we got we had to get we lost our online access to to monitor our Verizon account, mm. and so we we got that back in there. So it yeah. was when I said they, it was it was Verizon that had these. Uh, was with was with Verizon fraud, mm-hmm. and um, and they they had noticed those two things, and then we had gotten a couple of emails saying that uh, if you don't get back to us, we're gonna we're gonna avoid this transaction. But they they said that it was done with some purchasing app, and and neither one of the phones that are on this account have any apps at all. Okay, so so the bad guy went and tried to buy something with probably not your credit card or your account, or you didn't even care, right? They didn't take 5000 bucks from you. That's correct. And they cloned your number as some way to do a two-factor authentication. But generally, when people are doing cell phone cloning like this, or SIM jacking is what it's called, too, um, they're trying to go after folks specifically. So those ding that use um, the fake money crypt... Uh, uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, the cryptocurrency, Bitcoin garbage. Um, basically, those guys are big targets for bad guys, right? Bad guys love Bitcoin. And so what what has been happening is, let's say you own you know, $10,000 in fake money, right, in Bitcoin. Uh-huh. The bad guys find you, find your phone. They literally go after you, and they'll go to the cell, the cell store that you might frequent or based on knowing if you're a Verizon customer or an AT&T customer. They'll go in and act like they're you. And try to sim simjack you, so that when you when that person tries to log into their crypto wallet, there they get the the two factor piece and are able to then hijack their money, right? That's what's happening more often than not. What's happening with you here doesn't even seem like it's something for you to even care about. Um, the fact that somebody cloned your phone number, the word clone is a strong word because again, it's usually connected to the sim card which is in your phone. So they, that would be another simjacking that occurred, but. Well, that's what they they said because we were subject to this cloning because we don't have a SIM card. Uh, uh, old phones like that almost always have SIM, but maybe I'm wrong. I'm not an well, expert. They said a three G doesn't, but we had to go up to a four G. So I'm thinking, uh, I mean, we're we're happy with the phone we have. Yeah, that's fine. It you know, yeah, I, I don't have a SIM in mine. Yeah. My, mine's a brand new Pixel two, and it's SIMless. If if I were going to guess, mm-hmm. I would say that you haven't updated your plan in quite a while. Maybe. And what they want you to do is to go to a new phone Maybe, yeah. with a new two-year plan. <laughs> it's possible. At a higher price. But again, this, but to Fred, Fred had, you had no exposure, Fred. Yeah. You had no financial exposure, right? Well, who? 5000 bucks on what? It wasn't, I, I it didn't affect know. you at all. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, don't know that, I don't know that making you buy a new phone helps, does, helps you in any way. Does your uh, 3G phone get text? It does. Okay. Well, we don't, you know, we, you know, five five a month maybe. But you, and you didn't get any text in this case of this guy buying the only something. Text we got was we got a text where we're not sure if it was from Verizon or not mm-hmm. about um, this is your new password. Ah. And, so somebody uh, did get on your account. So they got into our account. Yeah. yeah so you got to change your PIN there. But you have no, but you have no payment terms against that. I would definitely be concerned, Fred. But I don't know that I'd tell you to go buy a new phone from All Verizon. Right. All right. Well, you know? keep an eye on it. Yeah, keep an eye on it, Fred. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah, good luck. Appreciate it. Yep. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We'll be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Three lines open for you. And uh, happy to help you out on this soon-to-be stormy <laughs> New England. We'll be right back.
And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Yeah, winter's coming. That's the name of this song. And it's going to be hitting us here in a little bit. I think John said it might be a little slippery out there. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what we're actually, actually going to get, but be afraid. Be very afraid. Let's get right back to your calls. We're going to go to Geraldine first in Ansonia. What's going on, Geraldine? Oh, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Our pleasure. Uh, I'm in the Valley, and um, over the years, uh, I've been here almost 50 years, mm-hmm. I had a, la- a landline, mm-hmm. and that was fine. The only thing was expensive for long-distance calls. Right. Now, um, and then I had a rotary antenna, which worked fine. Yep. But then um, the family decided to go with the cable, mm-hmm. well, VC, Valley Cable Vision, which okay. was just modest in payments. And nice. Then uh, we began the uh, cable triple play with Comcast, mm-hmm. and um, now I I got myself a, a Roku, so I think I can avoid the television because I don't need to watch sports in that and I'm mm-hmm. sure. all alone. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering about my landline. Um, I like to have the benefit of having something other than my cell phone. Okay. So I was looking on the voice over internet phone and i wonder if you could help me with some of those yeah. points and yeah we um i used to have an uma which is a voice over ip system it's free so the only thing i paid for my uma was the you know war of 1812 tax all the federal taxes all the crazy taxes they put on the uh on the phone yeah. so if you you can get an uma for they can get the service for free you buy the phone you can go to like uh, kmart or somewhere and buy the uma Phone. Well, Kmart you... is no longer. No, sorry. No, they're not. <laughs> Kmart, just Kmart's gone? No, Kmart's not gone, but a lot of them are gone. Oh, okay, sorry. I just <laughs> aged myself. Walmart, wherever you want to go um, to buy your UMA. Or you can go online. And okay. uh, you plug it into your, your network, and uh, they can port your number from Comcast over to UMA. Now, be careful. What you may or may not be aware of is it seems the cable companies make a god-awful lot of money on their phone service. And they are going to hit you with an increase in your cost for your services because you're no longer bundling the phone. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they have some deal with I don't know who uh, because they they are really upset when you remove phone from their package. Um, well, they want the same amount of income even though they're providing less service. Yeah, it's not hard for them to provide voice over IP phone. So it's a cash cow, I think. So like I said, Uma will give it to you for free. And uh, you just pay the federal, all the taxes, federal and state taxes. That's and that's great. about six bucks or so a month. I'd like to just say this about um, the, um, let's see. I had a thought on the, the, the cable, mm. uh, the phone services. Mm-hmm. They uh, came in here. Uh, AT&T put all my wiring in you yeah. know, when I first started. Of course. So AT&T left the state. Chris Frontier took over. Right. But Comcast came in, used everything that AT&T had used. Right. Everything. Oh, sure. All the wires and And they're they're reaping all the benefits Mm -hmm. and charging me an exorbitant amount Mm -hmm. of money. I hear you. Well, be careful on your service. They're going to try to – you should probably talk about canceling or changing something um, with them so you lower your monthly payment before you cancel the phone. Okay. Uh, or figure out how you're going to do that without being hit with some sort of charge because they have these contracts. Um, just be aware that they're going to try to they're going to increase your costs even though you've got 
the voice over IP phone. We just canceled. We got rid of all voice over IP phone. We just use cell phones in our house. We don't use the landline anymore in our house. But it took me a long time to convince my wife that we have more more phones on our in our pockets than we need to care about the the old fashioned phone in the house. So true. Also, um, right now they supply me with sixty MBPS. Megabytes, sixty megabytes, quite a lot. I mean, I don't need that. No. If it's just you. Just me. Yeah, you could drop that to twenty five, and you wouldn't even notice. Okay. Thanks so much for your help. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. We're going to go on to Gail in Windsor next. Hey, Gail, what's up? Well, I just wanted to let you know, you know, the caller that said about their phone number, my cell phone number was actually hacked. Your cell phone number was hacked? It was hacked, so I had no longer had that cell phone number at all. Mm. Matter of fact, I had to go to the police station. Well, I went to Verizon first. Mm-hmm. And Verizon sent me to the police station to do a police report. Oh boy! And that, and and they charged like four thousand dollars over in England on one of my credit cards that I haven't had for twenty years and hadn't used it. For so how would they have charged it if it's not an active card? I have no idea. I have yeah. no idea. So this was really a, a serious case mm. where the. Um, you know, police had to get involved. I had to do a statement, and they had to send it out for, for somebody else to investigate. And uh, but, it, it's serious. All of a sudden, I just didn't have the phone number. Yeah, but it's weird that you'd be responsible for a card that was rung up that's 20 years old that isn't renewed. I can't imagine yeah. how that works. Yeah. Unless they stole your identity, um, which is probably more that would happen here, Gail. They actually stole your identity, opened a credit card in your name, then, of course, got your cell phone connected to it and then charged it in your name. That's called identity theft. That's probably what happened. Oh, oh scared right. the dickens out of me, I can tell you. I'm sure. I'm sure it did. Yeah. But yeah. I'm sorry you had to go through that, but that's probably really what happened. And then another thing that happened is uh, I belong to Rotary. Yep. And I got, an e- I got an email from the president of my Rotary Club mm-hmm. asking me to get... Uh, you know, some um, gift certificates for these this and and go over to a certain store and get the, get the gift certificates and then call them with the numbers. Again, I called the president of my club and I said, hey, what's going on here? He said, I didn't do it there. Right. I, so, I yeah. yeah, are you... Are, you need to be careful out there. Yeah, there, basically somebody knew you was involved with Rotary. Now, are you on the yeah. Rotary Are you on the Rotary website as a treasurer? Sure. Well, sure that's we how are. they did it. I mean, you know how many Rotary clubs there are? Oh, yeah. It happened even with me. and the um, I was the bandbacker president in Southington, right? So somebody sent an email as if it was from our treasurer saying, Eric, I... I uh, I just got a note from you saying you want me to do this or whatever with the amount of yeah, money. Yeah, I, that's yeah. so anybody can do that because we put the information out there. You you have to change your procedures internally to not allow any kind of funds to be released without a phone call. You need to change yeah, your procedures. Yeah. You can't use email. Email is not secure. Oh, it was uh, both instances. Instances yep. were very 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 scary. Well, know, the second one was is easily explained, Gail. That. There's people doing that all the time. Yeah, and, and there's well, enough people out there that are willing to actually follow those ridiculous instructions mindlessly. Yeah, right. Enough are out. That's why they keep doing it. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I know. Fool is you born. Know, just go to here and get some gift cards and scratch off the number off the bat and, uh, and, and uh, email them to me. Right. And that oh, guy, someone's, someone's like, okay, I'll do that. 
Yeah, right. You know, it was, it was for a good cause. It was like of course. Of, you know, and very, very believable. Oh, yeah. A lot of gullibility uh, out there, but you got to change your procedures within your within your um, organization. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know about those. Oh, sure. Those I'm sorry to hear that, Gail. Thank you for the information, okay. though. Nice talking to you. You too. All right, bye-bye. Um, yeah, that kind of fraud is pretty common within within. There's no hacking involved, really, guys. It's called phishing. Um, actually, Tab Computer Systems has implemented a security awareness training for our customers to train them on these types of phishing schemes because that just happened to Gail in her in her private life. This happens all the time to folks in companies where you have put on your website who the key people are. You've you've told the bad guys who your president is, who your controllers are. So then the bad guys just set up an email address, and you know, let's say your company is called you know. Uh, Apex, right? And they can just make the email address look like Apex and just spell it a little differently coming from the president over to the controller saying, hey, uh, Bob, I need you to wire me some money real quick because of this thing. And you do (laughs) without asking. And within your company's protocols, you need to set up some sort of extra verification other than email. Email is not secure. The other thing with your um, the phones here, this whole SIM jacking that we just talked about earlier uh, we put a link up here from Wired who did a very good article talking about SIM jacking. The reference I was giving for that crypto guy who had uh, $23 million of fake money <laughs> taken out of his account because of uh, crypto, uh, SIM jacking. And a lot of times the bad guys actually work with folks within the phone stores. Sadly, a lot of these guys that are in the phone store selling you your phones might have been selling sneakers or hamburgers the week before. And the bad guys go in and say, look, we're going to target this guy. We're going to give you a thousand bucks, and you're going to then do the sim jacking. And the problem is, these phone stores and these phone people are not designed to deal with security. But for some reason, we've decided that our cell phone number is the way we're going to secure our lives. And it may not have been a good choice to think AT and T, Verizon, or any of these guys have the capability to do that. They didn't sign up for doing that for us. That just kind of came out because of. IT guys saying, well, let's use a two-factor, a second-factor, and that factor would be a text to your phone. It does seem logical, but there's a lot of problems with it. So a better way for two-factor to occur um, would be to have a physical key, a USB dongle of something on your person. And there's all sorts of great examples of that I can post. That is a lot less likely to be hacked the way a cell phone can be manipulated and hacked. We're going to step out for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. We have four lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. You guys are all at the grocery store. I know it. I'm going to join you there after the show. My wife got got me picking up milk and bread too and some chili stuff, so I understand, but we're here to help you out. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Three lines open for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. I know Todd was talking a little bit about cutting the cable. And uh, definitely an interesting conversation that he was having. Uh, I think it was Friday. And uh, feel free to chat about that too because the technology is definitely here where we all can start looking at reducing our our cable bills from a car payment level. Um, the more we have competition in the area, you know, like GoNetSpeed and other folks that are out there, 
that are going to compete directly offer you fiber for 50 bucks um, a month, uh, 100 megabit speeds. That's a that's a darn good price. And then you can simply cut the cable and choose whatever services you want um, to stream as long as they're not going to bill you for the megabytes. You know, there are some providers that will bill you once you go beyond, let's say, a terabyte of data in a month, then they're going to start whacking you. When they do that, then you're back to your problem with cable. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of cable companies do do that. <laughs> Their competitors don't, but the cable companies do. So if you want to talk about cutting the cable and what you've done, I'm happy to chat about that too because I am very interested about the approaches that people are taking. Let's go to Ron in South ha- Southampton, Mass. Hey, Ron, what's up? Uh, good morning, guys. Good morning. Um, Microsoft recently rolled out a, an update which broke remote desk protocol if you're a administrator. And they they said that they issued a update to fix the problem. And I followed the link to the Microsoft update catalog. And there's, there's six different files there. And I'm not sure if I need to download all of them or one of them or, or what. Um, what the operating update system? that broke everything was KB4480960. And the one that's supposed to fix their what they broke is KB four four eight seven three four five. Yep, I see it. Six days ago they sent this out, so they broke it, and they released an update. Um, this is for two thousand eight R two and Windows seven. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. Microsoft really is having trouble. Um, they just recently re-released their October mess of an update for Windows 10 that we'll see if it actually is going to work. You mean 1809? Yeah. <laughs> Brutal update. So I'm looking here um, if we can find an answer for you other than simply following that KB7345 uh, recommendations. Um, That's not for the uh, home user, I can tell you that. No. This is for business, right, Ron? Yeah, we're using it as business, and uh, I log in remotely. Yeah. Or I used to log in remotely. <laughs> Until Microsoft said, no remote for you. <laughs> well, the thing that was odd was if I logged in as just a standard user, I could log in. But as an administrator, it, it kicked me out. <laughs> yep, the administrator token. I see it right here. This key created an elevated or administrator security token, which no longer needed, yada, yada, yada. Fix has been released. Therefore, if you added the registry changes. So they want you to do all these registry tra- registry changes. Have you done that? No. Um, I just found out about this, and when I saw this, uh, the issue is resolved in KB4487345. I, I went to uh, the Microsoft Update Catalog. Mm-hmm six files there to download and I'm looking at them I'm saying you know what am I supposed to do with all these six files and Run it doesn't look that, like they all apply to my computer oh well I'd have to look at the individuals but if it relates to your operating system you'd want to download those they say they've got a package you want to install you want to download and install that package and generally it's a package of multiple files I'm not looking at the actual download I'm reading an article about it um, and then you do have some registry edits you have to make um, are you an IT person, Ron, or just an average guy? Well, I'm a part-time IT guy. Okay, so your registry you're used to, right? Yeah. Um, I think you have to follow those instructions. I think there's no way around not doing it. But as far as which files, 
this this talks about downloading it um, as a package. It doesn't seem to discern the version. Do you see anything else, Bob? No, actually. I'm could you send me a, or put a, that link up on your website? Yeah, I could put the link that I'm reading here up there for you, sure. Um, and Bob will probably put one up too that he's reading, right, Bob? Yeah. You might have one that's better than me. We both obviously were looking for this for you. But I think you're stuck, Ron, in doing whatever they suggest. Yeah, they're not going to – initially they said they weren't going to fix the problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, Why would that be, Ron? Because it's the, the uh, operating systems are almost out of support. You're going to be out of support. What, what did they give you the reason? I didn't see that anywhere. I read it in an article. There was an article about it, and uh, oh, yeah, they yeah. said, uh, once again, let's see. you got to love Microsoft. Oh, it says, yeah, Microsoft has acknowledged a problem but is only offering the workaround, which is to use one of the above unaffected accounts. Mm. <laughs> Don't use the one you want. We tell you what you can do. You know what they want you to do is they want you to move where you need to have access to the internet and log into a Microsoft account to get into your computer. Mm, yeah, I mean I've seen that more and more. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I got one of those calls last week. <laughs> oh, the Microsoft people saying you got a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you know that's fake. I'm not going to be able to turn on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll put the links up here for you that you can try, Ron. I think you're stuck with applying these workarounds, these uh, registry edits and the uh, quote-unquote package that you have to download um, for your system. But that's really what you're stuck with, unfortunately, thanks to Microsoft. They, they didn't think you had anything else to do today, Ron. Right? Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is, this is the, the other problem. Everything's working fine. They patch their system, and they break yours. That's, yeah. that's not how it's supposed to work. It's get, this is the year 2019. Well, they, I think they laid off all their QC guys. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so. Well, that's the last paragraph. That's what this article says. Once again, Microsoft released the patches and updates that have broken parts of Windows. Yep. <laughs> and this, I guess this particular update did more than just the remote access. It, it, it broke... Uh, it broke file shares, too, right? Yeah, well, it also uh, said that a whole bunch of uh, Windows 7s was not genuine. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I did read about that, too. Yep. They ungenuined your system. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Microsoft. So you're not valid anymore, Ron. Oh. Well, that's one way to force you to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, apply the patches, all we can tell you. All right, guys. Well, yeah. thank you, and uh, I look forward to getting that link. Yeah, we'll put it out there for you, sir. Thank you very much. You got it. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. So we're going to be here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines wide open on this uh, Saturday morning. A little light for your calls, but I'm sure you're all busy buying rock salt or something, buying a snow shovel, uh, gassing up your snowblower. I don't know. But we're here for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.